This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Boy, I sure felt like some of it. Had some beautiful days this week. Did you get out and celebrate the 50th anniversary of Earth Day? 50 years and still going strong. Uh, by the way, we have a very special Earth Day video uh, by you Wild producer Chris Lecoq put together. It's two minutes and 31 seconds long. And sometime today when you've got your undivided attention, really focus in on it. Uh, go to my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and scroll down the page a little bit and find it. It's a happy Earth Day message from uh, Bayou Wild Television. Great job by Chris Lecoq, as always. Well, good luck to those of you who will be fishing in the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club's Trout Challenge. i, I got to hand it to that group. You know, this is nothing new to them. Uh, the, the, the administrative part of the tournament is being held virtually on social media, but it's actually true fishing in the competition. And we'll explain more about that when we get to talk with our field reporter, Eric Mahabarak, with the Paddler's Report. But uh, they've got that going on today, and I'm expecting really a big turnout. Had some good fishing reports in this week, some not so good, depending on your area. We'll talk to our field reporters and get that. And, and speaking of virtual fishing tournaments, uh, if you were tuned in last week, Peter Canazaro is uh, the director of a newly formed virtual bass fishing circuit. You can fish actually anywhere in North America and participate in this. It's a, a catch, photo, and release tournament. And he runs it there. We'll give you some details on getting in on those. He's going to be doing those once a week, and it's only like a $20 entry fee and pays out some pretty decent money. Well, turkey season, it's over for me. The beady-eyed bird has won. Uh, <laughs> this was one of my toughest seasons, but still had a lot of fun doing it. I made 12 morning hunts of the 28 days in my Louisiana zone, and i got to tell you, the season is set not for the best interest of the hunter. Maybe for the best interest of the turkey. I have not heard a gobble since April the 8th. I think it kind of waned down to that point. And uh, it's over this Sunday, tomorrow in my area, but I'm done. Uh, area A, still got till May 3rd. I don't know how the goblin's going on over there. I'd love to hear from some of you turkey hunters. Tell me about your season. Uh, was it bad, good, average, worst ever? Uh, Area C in Louisiana closed last weekend, so we're pretty much shutting down turkey season for the rest of this year. But we got a spring squirrel season coming up in May in the next uh, week or so, so I'll tell you more about that. Uh, bad boys of the outdoors, yep, we'll never fail to have a story for you. This week we're going to talk about why deer hunting in April is not a good idea. And, of course, we've got uh, those reports coming in. We'll talk about uh, the squirrel season and how successful your fishing trips have been. You can text me messages at 870-870. They come directly in here to the studio. <clears throat> we share them with our audience. You can uh, give us fishing reports, hunting reports, ask questions, suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. Coastal Marine Forecast. Coming up today, you're looking at west winds offshore, 15 to 20 knots. going to be pretty bumpy out there. 
Uh, inside waters on the interior lakes and bays, those northwest winds uh, will eventually get up to 10 to 15, probably be a little lighter early this morning, expecting a moderate chop out there. For tomorrow, offshore, north 10 to 15, uh, going to have some 3 to 5-foot seas. Inside, northerly 15 to 20 knots. You want to stay out of that wind and find you some good, clean water. Average tide this morning, 1.1. Got a lot of water moving. Mississippi River is at 16.9 and falling. And the spillway is beginning to be closed. Hopefully that will continue and get that baby shut down and get some good salt water in some of that Lake Pontchartrain and Lake Bourne areas. And good news for those of you in Mississippi. Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks announced their state lakes and parks are open for business. So enjoy them. And it still puzzles me why our Louisiana state parks remain closed, particularly in light of the most recent data, which shows that sunlight, fresh air, is certainly one of the least likely places you could contract COVID-19. Sunlight and humidity, it has been proven, uh, depletes the the lifespan of the coronavirus. Anyway, we've got lots more to talk about. We'll be back to do it and kick off our fishing reports right after this time out. You are tuned to the Saturday Morning Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Show, and we are glad you are. And time to get to our fishing reports. And, boy, I can tell you a lot of people are telling me they're seeing a lot of other people out on the water and uh, certainly an easy place to practice social distancing. And I'm telling you, the the most recent uh, research that I've seen shows that sunlight is an enemy of the coronavirus and is your friend. Let's get to Robbie Campo down at Shell Beach where it's been pretty sunny down there lately. Robbie, what's going on at the beach this week? Well, I tell you, Don, it was a pretty pretty hot week here, man. They, They caught fish all over. Um, I usually go by what happens on Thursday to Friday for the weekend, uh, you know, to get my fishing report. But um, Thursday was a, you know, bad weather day. Um, not many people fished on Thursday, but yesterday was a different story. We probably had 90 boats out yesterday or so, um, 90 back downs yesterday. And, man, it was just a it was just a phenomenal day Um I was kind of worried about what was going to happen from the, you know, if the wind was going to, you know, have the water all stirred up from the day before. And it kind of did in some spots. But I tell you, man, people went out by the long rocks yesterday and they stuck with it. Uh, and they and they caught some fish and did really well out that way. Um, and Anastasio, uh, you know, but early in the week it was, you know, Bay Boudreau and uh, Lake Eugene. And, man, all your fall fishing spots had fish in them in the springtime, which is kind of crazy, but, you know, hey, you take them where you can get them. And, uh, you know, like you said, Lake Bourne was good here, you know, by the old fort and down the eastern shoreline was good. So, uh, you know, fishing's just been been, uh, been pretty fantastic, you know, this whole, this whole week, except for Thursday. But with that said, you know, we get bombarded with a whole bunch of people um, and it, it, it makes a, a crisis for the bait situation. If you're coming in this morning to come down here to come fish Delacroix, Shell Beach, Hope Bale, I encourage you to stop on Paris Road by either Tony Cookie or by David Dixon or Jimmy Dixon, and you know which was Bait, bait Inc. or um, the old Golf Golf Outlet Marina. Bait is very limited, um, and and all of us are the same down here at these marinas. Um, you know, these guys, you know, everybody passes them, but stop. I'm telling you this morning, stop and get some bait up there. It's going to be, I'll, I'll, I'll do like I've been doing in the last couple of weeks. I'll give you an update on 
you know, how we all would bait. And uh, I'll give you, send you a text. But, you know, I want everybody to come fish with bait. I don't want you to come down here, what? No bait? That's the first thing. Please pay attention to yeah, this. Yeah. Get, stop and get some bait if you want live bait this morning. We just got plenty of people at these camps down here. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's a madhouse. And everybody's got the same thing on their mind. Look, the weather's great. They want to get away from, you know, all the CNN, MSNBC news. And, you know, you're going stir crazy in the house and they just want to get out. They want to go fishing. And, and, you know, you just, you could have five boats dragging for bait right now. You just cannot keep up. I talked, I spoke with both of those guys up in, uh, up on Paris road up there. They both have, a pretty good adequate amount of shrimp on hand, stop and get some bait up there. I'm telling you, if you want bait this morning, do it because it's going to, we're going to, you know, it's not going to last long. Nowhere down here is going to last long. I promise you. Um, and I said, with that said, you know, just, you know, get, make a left at that bridge. Come see us. We're going to get you in the water. We're going to get you fishing before most people get out the line. So at the other places. So come and see us and we'll be waiting on you. Robbie, let me ask you this. Have you ever considered, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people would like you to ration shrimp, in other words, put a limit on how many one customer can get? And I know that's tough to do, but maybe if people just kind of self-limit themselves to a certain amount so that other people can get some, and then if you run out, go to the plastics, you know? Well, you, well, you know, Don, we we used to do that in the past, but, I, I you know, my charter captains are starting to get back online. Um, not all of them, but they, they start, you know, they're starting to get back online, and these guys, you know, they got they got three or four people on a the boat. They take three hundred shrimp, so it's it's uh you know I, I try to keep you know I, I got sixty eight charter captains that fish out of this place, so <laughs> you know not all of them are fishing. Don't get me wrong, but I have sixty eight different charter captains that fish out of here, and you know, and it's not that they come first, they they because they're the same as everybody else. You know what I mean? We sell them you, as you're in line, you get them, and then when we're out, we're out. You know, but um. You know, uh, we thought about it, Don, but I tell you, it's just it's just really hard to do. You know, and you know, and like I said, other these yeah. two other places have plenty of bait on hand. I spoke with them both this morning. They both have plenty of bait on hand, and you know, and, and the reason they do is because people just pass them up. You know, they oh, we'll get it down there. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you, tell them to stop this morning and get some bait up that way because they get down here. I just don't want. Well, well, Robbie, when like a long faces. Yeah, I know, I know. When a man tells me that he's going to tell people to buy his product somewhere else, you know, it's honesty, you know, and you just want to be fair to people, and that's that's very good of you, very kind of you to share that with them. But again, those are two locations on Paris Road. After you come over the big bridge, headed down to Saint Bernard, just look on your left, Gulf Outlet Marina. The old one is where Tony Kutcher sells his bait. And uh, uh, the Dixons own the Bait Incorporated, which is a little bit further back there. But it's not that far off the road, off the beaten path, and uh, you'll be happy. You know you got your bait before you get down there and get disappointed. But do text me later on, Robbie, throughout the show, and give me updates on how it's going. I will do that, Don. And until next week, talk to you later, buddy. Oh, and I want to thank Mr. Glenn Sanchez for right, doing the show for me last week. I appreciate that for you know, him doing it for me. He- so, he does a great right. job. Hey, did you kill a turkey? Yeah. Did you come back with a yes, turkey? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I Good did. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday morning, I banged him uh, <laughs> on Saturday morning. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was fun. Good Enjoyed for you. It. Good for you. All right, Rob. Take care, buddy. All right. Talk to you That's next Robbie week. Campo, Bye-bye. and I'm getting the. 
Yes, we will. I'm getting a text message in. It says, I'm sitting at Paris Road and Judge Perez. I counted 23 boats going down the road. Hope they have bait. Well, you heard what Robbie said. Uh, it's in high demand. But <clears throat> you can always throw plastic. And I know it's, you use a live bait to find them, and then you can turn over the plastic. That's the way to ration your bait. All right, when we come back after this, I'm uh, going to get to some more of those text messages. Send us one, 87870. It's easy enough to do. Got some calendar items to talk about. whole lot of stuff going on in the outdoors. Uh, indoors, eh, not such a safe place to be. But outdoors, you're fine. We'll be right back after this. Well, there's talk of uh, reopening things in Louisiana and other states. Uh, kudos to Georgia for what they're doing. Mississippi opening up its state parks and lakes. And we'll be seeing gradual openings of everything and getting back to what used to be normal. But one thing I think is going to be changed, as many things will, uh, virtual bass fishing and trout fishing and all fishing tournaments are going to become more and more prevalent. Uh, we got a trout challenge going on this morning, and we'll get more updates on that from Eric Mohabarak. But uh, I want to remind you about the Peter Canazero virtual bass fishing tournaments. Uh, pretty simple rules. You can fish anywhere in North America. A largemouth bass is the only fish that's eligible. They're both youth and adult categories. It's $20 per person. And here's the very important way to get signed up and find out more information. You go to Peter Canazero. That's two N's and two Z's. Peter Canazero at charter.net. And if you get to him by 10 o'clock on Thursdays, uh, you'll be able to uh, fish the tournaments, which open on Fridays and, 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 and go on from there. He'll have a complete schedule of all those tournaments. And they pay back money for uh, biggest fish and also the heaviest fish, of a stringer of six fish. So it's a, a good way to get going with those, and uh, you can still get out and fish in competition without crowds around. All right, uh, some other things we got. Text messages, got quite a few of them coming in. I see the Lafayette Yacker. He's up for the trout challenge this morning. Good luck to Yacker. He says he's hoping he can uh, cut the social distancing of speckled trout. Uh, He's headed down Highway 1, as I'm sure there's a lot of traffic going down Highway 1 and many other places as we got pretty decent weather forecasts and a lot of people with time on their hands to get out and fish and uh, it's a great time to do that even though a lot of other activities you know like i was saying last week uh fishing and hunting could become the the number one sport at least for a while while all these other sporting events are maybe going to be put on hold Uh, although that remains to be seen i still think they're going to continue to have football and uh, baseball maybe an abbreviated season we'll see how all that turns out all right now here's a message from the worm to the river rat boy the things we do on this show huh he says, the worm is sending this to the river rat who is wishing he was fishing. Uh, instead of a rod, he's got a steering wheel. He's delivering groceries, keeping us all fed. He's just one of the heroes. Yeah, I've said that early on. Uh, not only are the first responders and the healthcare workers, uh, but the drivers, the people that are moving uh, merchandise and food around this country, uh, they're also going to be deemed as heroes when this thing is all over. All right, got a question about reports out of Delacroix. We're going to have a, a firsthand report coming up from Jeff Brule. Uh, it wasn't so good, but he'll tell us more about that when we get him on in just a few minutes. Uh, Alex is going crabbing. Boy, I've been getting some good crab reports, man. The crabs are really biting. So if you're into crabbing, uh, get your nets and get your chicken necks or fish heads and get out and get after them. All right, Scott Quigley is headed back to the turkey woods this morning. Uh, They're still gobbling good. He's battling the hens, a strong flock this year in Area A. Well, I'm glad to hear that because in my area, uh, there's plenty of turkeys. We know they're there, but they ain't talking. A lot of silence on some beautiful mornings uh, going on. 
Uh, turkey hunting in Louisiana, uh, and I hate to say this, but unless something is done to turn it around, we're headed the same way quail hunting is. It'll be a thing of the past. All right, uh, let's see. We have uh, the bait shop is out of bait, like Popeye's is out of chicken. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that would be the truth. Uh, bait shop, I guess that's the one in Slidell. There may be a lot of places, or maybe that's just a, a general term, the bait shop. But uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody can let us know more details. All right, they're staying safe in nature at Dixie Ranch. Nature at its best. Get out and enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, Dixie Ranch, <clears throat> great place. And if you missed it, Go back and check one of our recent Bayou Wild episodes, and we tell the story of Dixie Ranch. All right, Don, please tell Captain Bigfoot he missed a good dinner last night in Golden Meadow. That's from the Lafayette Yakka. Well, Bigfoot is uh, one of the many nicknames for Captain Eric Mahabarak. I call him Captain Quint. I mean, the guy's a a dead ringer for Quint. All right, here's one uh, getting the first cup and going car fishing. Must be carp fishing in Biz Almonds. Big Daddy Harry. From St. Rose, uh, carp fishing starting to catch on a little bit. Not too many people ever really targeted carp, but I see more and more people going after those guys. All right, we come back after this. I'll get to some more of your text messages and also your Facebook messages. We're getting a lot of uh, requests and messages on Facebook. We'll share those with you. Got more fishing reports coming your way, bad boys of the outdoors. And I have a, a, a very special thank you I'm going to talk about a little bit later on. For Rouse's Grocery Stores, one of the sponsors of this program, something that they've stepped up and done that is very generous and pretty doggone ingenious. I'll tell you about that later on and a whole lot more coming up right here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. If you haven't yet uh, caught this week's episode of Bayou Wild TV, let me suggest you watch it. Uh, Blaine Salter, who is the son of J.B. Salter, a long time ago, oh, 30 years ago, he used to do fishing reports on this radio program with me. He, of course, the inventor of the Salter's Jig and Pole, one of the uh, finest products ever to come out of Louisiana, and Blaine is continuing that tradition and, and doing much more high-tech with it. And we, we demonstrate how you can dock shoot with this product. Also, uh, uh, I cooked some of the sakale, gave you a Baja fish taco recipe, and also a little bit, a brief uh, mention about the new LiveScope product. It's actually a screen where you can see the fish. You actually see the fish, not reproductions of them, but basically images that are actually moving. And if you get real good with it, you can actually tell what some of the species of fish are. It's an incredible product. Anyway, if you uh, want to watch the program, it, it airs on Cox Sports TV. Uh, it came on at 6.30 this Thursday, a little early because of the draft. And normally it's on at 7, so you may have missed it. But it'll be on tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on Cox Sports TV. Uh, those of you who are no longer getting it on uh, Charter Cable, I mean, I'm sorry, Cox Cable, uh, you can go to Charter and pick it up on 6 p.m. on Thursdays on the Southeast Louisiana Channel and 7 o'clock on Sundays on the new Louisiana Connection Network. And you can check that out uh, on our website, uh, WBRZ in Baton Rouge. It'll be airing uh, in a little bit, almost a little less than an hour from now at 6.30. Uh, f- comes on at 4 a.m. very early before this show on Saturdays on My 54, which is out of New Orleans. It's on the ETEL system, uh, servicing several uh, coastal parishes at noon on today and tomorrow at 6 in the Lafouche area, Channel 5 on Vision. And, of course, you can watch it anytime you want. Just go to YouTube.com slash TV. Uh, new, fresh episodes, a lot of uh, cooking recipes, sportsmanship, and heritage. Uh, that's an adventure. That's uh, our motto on the show. 
And uh, we, I, I got to give Chris Lecock, he's, he's the workhorse of the show. And uh, by the way, if you haven't seen it, he did it. He finds time to do specials on a lot of other things. And uh, this week on my website, in the Bayou Wild website, look at his tribute, the Happy Earth Day. Uh, really gives you that feel-good feeling. All right, going to get to some Facebook and also text messages. But first, we have to pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we have uh, Rachel and Berthelot. Her and Brad are going out to Grassy Lake and listen to the show as usual. That is the Sokolay slaying couple. Good luck to y'all. Let me know how y'all do. I know the fishing's been good over in that area. Uh, Raynell and Tom are listening with that coffee, community coffee, of course. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing, Raynell. I know you've been listening a long time on Saturday mornings. Hope you and Tom are doing well. All right, uh, Happy Jack Launch will be the site tomorrow where Daniel's going to be fishing, so I want to wish him some luck. All right, now text messages. Let's see, first full week at home since this whole coronademic started. Now I know why so many people are going stir-crazy. Looks like we're going back to Bayou Piro and finish out these times at Camp Quarantine. That's, of course, in the Lafitte area. And thank you for the show. All right, uh, catfishing, just one word message, catfishing. Yeah, catfishing's been good, too. Here's one says, uh, I hope you get a turkey next year. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. I'm like the Saints. There's always next year, you know, and finally it paid off. Well, I, I have been very fortunate. I've been consistently getting my turkeys every year. This year, uh, things didn't work out with the season. The birds stopped gobbling before the season got going, really, here in Louisiana. And my Kansas trip was canceled. They did not sell permits to non-residents. And they also asked you that before they did that, that if you were going, you had to be quarantined 14 days before you could hunt. Don't have that much time, but couldn't get a permit anyway, so that's off. Hopefully that will happen again next year. All right, uh, he's going to the island this morning. I think he's talking about uh, off the Alabama coast for some hot fishing action with some cold Guinness. Have a great day, great show. That's from my buddy, the Irish Coonass, one of our regular listeners. Uh, where are the crabs running? Just about everywhere. I'm getting reports from Bayou Lacombe, Lake Pontchartrain. Uh, I haven't really heard much from Grand Isle, but I'm assuming if you can get there uh, and, you know, get on that front beach and work your lines there. Uh, the bridges, I think, are closed, but I understand the town of Grand Isle is slowly reopening. At least the launches are open for business, and I think they're allowing people to get in there. But uh, up until this point, they've been closed. All right, uh, let's see. We're going to talk about the... Uh, Oh, yeah, I wanted to mention if uh, the survey. I'm waiting to get – it'll probably be a while, but we they, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries sent out a, a questionnaire survey to waterfowl hunters across the state. And one of the questions they asked, and it was a pretty extensive survey, they wanted you to rank in importance the factors that impact waterfowl migration to Louisiana. And uh, there was some interesting – uh, options there, and I think it's going to be even more interesting to see what the people in Louisiana feel. I mean, we've done, uh, I've done some opinion polls on my website, and they all kind of come back saying the same thing. It's on the decline. Uh, the migration has been altered. There's been some people who refute that and say, ah, it's not weather-related. We don't have cold weather, and we have a lot of water that scatters them out. But if you look historically back through the data, it shows that uh, we had very good waterfowl seasons, even with warm weather, uh, and and also with a lot of high water. But what has changed was a law that changed in 1998 that allows flooding of unharvested crops. 
And I think that has picked up extensively enough finally over the years to where it is having an impact. And, of course, uh, we've been doing the uh, flyway, flyway foul uh, radio, foul mouth radio show, and hopefully we'll be able to continue that. More outdoors, I know a lot of you are missing that. Normally it comes on from 7 to 9, but because of personnel shortages, we're not allowed to do that right now. But as soon as that is, well, I'll let you know when we get back to doing that. But right now, we still got some fishing reports to go. When we come back after this, we'll get Jeff Brule on, talk about his Delaco trip, and also talk about some options for catching some of those freshwater or sweetwater fish, as we call them, the bass, the brim, the white perch. you got to love them. This is the time for them. We'll be right back after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And our bass fishing report with Jeff Rule is brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing, all lines of all types, whether you're fishing the white perch, the bass, even inshore trout, and offshore saltwater. They've got lines for all kinds of fishing, monofilament, braid, fluorocarbon, lots of fishing accessories, hand scales, catfish flippers, fillet knives. You can bet if you use it for fishing, Berkeley has it. They are a division of pure fishing and the sponsor of Jeff Brew's report. And Jeff, uh, I guess the best thing to do is talk about the best place to go catch a few bass. I saw quite a few come in this week. What are you saying to people where to go and what should they bring with them to catch them? Uh, probably the marsh. It, with all these rivers being real high, that's probably your best bet. Places like Delacroix, Bayou Black, you know, things like that that are far enough away from the rivers and some of this muddy water to catch fish. Uh, the Mississippi's it's around 16 feet and falling, but it's going to be another month or so before it falls to a to a good level. Chapalot River's at 7.8 at the Morgan City gauge, and it's pretty much a flat line, and that needs to be under four to really be good over in that area. So you have to kind of move away from all that muddy water and kind of the marsh is a place to be. I had a uh, good trip last weekend, but I went yesterday and uh, it wasn't wasn't as good. Now, the weather's different and some things seem to be the same. The water was moving, the tide was moving. Uh, last week it was a cloudy day. Um, you know, I'm happy to report that the gnats have not been affected by the winter or the virus. They're still plentiful out there when the wind dies down, but... Yesterday, it was a different story. Bluebirds, guys, just the opposite. Wind blowing, tide still moving, but didn't catch near as many fish as I did the week before. But the key to the marsh is just keep moving, hit points, run out, deep bends, just, you know, stop and pop until you find fish. You know, usually, you'll catch a few fish here and there, but then all of a sudden, you'll get to a spot where you might get 10 bites or more, and that's uh, that's the way to do it, just to keep moving until you hit them. Got it. How about some, some river fishing? Uh, Pearl River, eh, it looks like it's on a rise again, huh? Yes, uh, 15 feet, and it's going up. Now, I guess they drain uh, Ross Barnett every once in a while. They'll have to d- dump some water from it. But they have been getting a lot more rain to the north of us, and that's really what impacts the Pearl is the Jackson, Mississippi area. Uh, so that's kind of muddy that area up. Uh, you know, you still go catch fish, but it's just a little tougher nut to crack when it's like that uh the, the other rivers along the north shore and say along the mississippi coast uh they are a little bit muddy from the recent rains but uh the white perch fawn's about over with you guys if you want to do that you have to go fish a little deeper fish some of the deep trees and lay downs you know close to the pockets but back towards the main river you should be able to find some tops that have trees uh fish on the trees so uh that's that's a good report for, for that but uh, the rest of the rivers are just kind of muddy, and the fishing's been really tough. Jeff, we, we haven't talked much about brim, and this is a good time to go after them. What's your favorite way to catch brim? 
Uh, I just like to put a go cricket with a little split shot under a light cork and flip it around the cypress trees. Or if I know there's a bed and you can visually see the brim bed, I'll, I'll do that. They they really take those gulp crickets pretty readily. Uh, yeah, the, like the, the basin, Lake Barrett area, they, you're catching catfish over there. That's another option you do. But the, the brim, it's getting to that time of year. Next May is when they really start gathering up. And June, July, they'll continue to spawn. So that, that's what I like to do. Uh, the, I was catching a few uh, goggles on the pearls that the river got up, but it's like everything else. It got muddy and it kind of messes that bite up because fish get out in the woods. But just use a gulp cricket with a cork and soak it around some of the trees, and um, you should get plenty of action. It's a great way for the kids to fish, too, because usually just even the small ones will pull that cork down. Yeah, something about brim and a cricket. They, they just can't resist it. But I'll tell you what, some of them are masters at getting that cricket off without getting hooked. Some people hook them through the whole body and the, bring the point of the hook out through the tail. Some stick it under the collar so it keeps them alive. How do you hook a live or even a gulp cricket? I like to put it right in the middle, that middle section below the head and the uh, tail, you know, the fat soft part. If you... Put them in the soft part of the tail, they can get them off pretty easy. But if you get in that hard part of that back area in the midsection, I think it seems to work. I like to keep them alive as long as I can. It seems like they get a little better bite. But even a gulps, that's where I'll hook them right in the middle. And they're pretty tough. They're a little bit hard to get off the hook. Sometimes I'll catch three or four fish off the same gulp cricket. So, uh, and, then, and another thing is you don't have to catch them when they jump out of the jar. They, <laughs> them crickets get all over your boat. <laughs> they're great. I'll tell you them, what, I've had. It's hard to catch. I've come back to the landing with a flatboat singing with crickets. And once they get out and they find those little spaces and crevices and crevasses in the seats, man, it's hard to dig them out of there. But that is some really fun, especially as you talked about with kids. What about fishing brim in the marsh? You know, I haven't done that in a long time, but I used to go to some marsh areas on the North Shore, and there was a lot of bluegills and, and, and goggle eyes in those marshes. I guess nobody yeah, I really fishes the... for them there, but they're there. Yeah, they, uh, I don't target them down there as much, but yeah, you go uh, in those places when the water's clean and some of those ponds, and you can see hundreds of them on the bank. Uh, I, I don't really see any large ones. You know, I know last year, uh, probably in the fall when I was fishing Delacroix, a lot of the bass I was cleaning had brim in them, but they were you know, two to three inches. So they're there. They're just all over. But it's I've never really targeted them, so I don't have the kind of the knowledge where to tell people to go look specifically for them. But uh, it's chinkapins and lake runners and all that you know on the north shore they they start running this time of year and bayou lacombe is also a good place to go try that and uh, you find a little better than you can catch a sack of them well that's one of the places i would fish them are those canals and it's all public waters it's part of the big branch national wildlife refuge and it runs from fountain blue state park east all the way to the other side of uh, salt bayou and slidell and that marsh uh, holds a lot of brim in it as long as you you know don't get a, a lot of high salt water coming in. But generally this time of the year, that's not a problem. Cleaning brim. Are you a, a fry them whole kind of guy or are you a filet guy? I filet most of them. Every once in a while I'll get in the mood to eat them whole. But if they're big enough, it, I just filet them like I would a white perch or even a speckled trout. They, you, know, you get the little piece of meat off of it. and You know, it's kind of like red beans. It's You know, you get enough beans in one pot, it makes a mess. And, uh doesn't matter the size. Sometimes, as long as you get that fillet knife in them and get the, the meat off, there they're very good to eat. 
Yeah, I'm with you, too. A lot better things to do than uh, spend time watching Bones dodging them, although a lot of people swear that's the way to eat them because it adds to the flavor. Jeff, thanks for the report, as always. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you next time, my friend. All right. Hopefully the weather turn and the fishing will improve, but it's been tough. And uh, just go at them and swing at them and enjoy the outdoors. All right. Got it, Jeff. All right, coming back after this, uh, we're going to talk to Daryl Carpenter. Let's get the skinny on what the situation is Grand Isle. At first, they were only letting uh, property owners and then camp owners, and there's been kind of mixed confusion. I'm stopping people coming in, and now they open up the business. What is going on in Grand Isle? Daryl will know. Back with his report right after this. All right, lots of people have been asking about Grand Isle, the town, the businesses. Uh, got a question coming in from Lafayette area about Elmer's Island being open. No, it is not. Uh, Daryl Carpenter uh, operates uh, RealScreamers.com guide service down there and is a property owner. Daryl, fill us in on the latest. What is the very latest on the situation in Grand Isle? Uh, Don, your guess is as good as mine. I mean, they, they've got restrictions. You know, they've got the... Short-term rentals are still restricted. No fishing from piers or, or, or you know, the bridges in the in Grand Isle proper. Uh, but yet they lifted the roadblock, and it's you know, I mean, it's, it's residents, camp owners, and close family, immediate family. I think is the way they say it. But like I said, but yet they lifted the roadblock, and they knew when they lifted the roadblock, there's no way to control that. That you're gonna have, you know, if nobody's there to check them, people are coming and going as they please. And so, I mean, I. I, I Officially, the restrictions say camp owners, property owners, residents, and immediate family. But unofficially, from what I see on the island, it's open. <laughs> what a way to run a, a town. Uh, that's all I can say. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, to leave all this stuff in the dark, it's not like it's a little hop, skip, and a jump from people who are coming from Lafayette and Baton Rouge and New Orleans and the North Shore and driving all that way down there only to be turned around or deterred and, and say they can't come in. I mean, they need to be very definitive and, and really put it out to the public in no uncertain terms exactly what's going on. Because I keep getting like well, these what, what we mix, need, what we, what we need is we need the governor to step up like the governor of Georgia did and said, here's my restrictions. Nobody can do any more or any less. You know, just have one set of restrictions across the entire state. That way you know what the playing field is. Well, the only problem with that is some areas should be less restricted than others, depending on the severity of, of, of the problem. You know, I mean, you can't really say that uh, dry prong Louisiana should have the same restrictions as downtown New Orleans. So, you know, I, I can understand why they want to. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said I've been through dry prong It's a nice before, place. Right? <laughs> it's 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 a nice place. It really is. Uh, but, you know, they should, you know, at least you know, let the people know which one way or another, whatever it is. I, and that's their choice to do it. But, uh, right, you know, right. to keep people in the dark and unsure and let this one in and not this one. And if I say I, I'm, I'm Daryl uh, Carpenter's fourth cousin on his mother's side, you know, and then let me in. I don't know. It's just goofy <laughs> to me. Crazy. Yeah. But let's talk to fishing, well, man. Well, you know, every year. All right. Tell us. Every year, we always hit that one spot where I tell you, Don, somebody slipped the switch on, and that's been the last week and a half or so. I mean, the, the speckled trout have obviously made their move and getting ready to spawn. All we need is Mother Nature to, to you know, Mother Nature needs to get her head right and, and remind herself that March is gone and she forgot to take these cold fronts with her. Uh, I mean, anytime you've got wind that's, that's calmed down – you know, a lot of people complain about a west wind, but lately the west wind's been the best because it's been blowing that muddy water back toward the river and we've got clean water here. 
But as long as you get the conditions right, you know, wind and clean water, dude, the speckled trout have just been ballistic. And, I mean, they've been really, really nice fish. You know, this I can promise you they're not year one fish. I mean, everything we've been catching has been really nice. Now, if you've got the kids or whatever and you want to get up in the marsh, you're going to catch a whole lot more fish. They're going to be smaller. You're going to have a whole lot of throwbacks. But the the fish is just, I mean, they are they are reaping the rewards of fewer people on the water down here because there's a bunch of them. Darrell, are you uh, taking customers at realscreamers.com? And if there are, uh, you can work out details for people to get with you. Tell them how to get you. Oh, yes, most definitely. And so they start paying my bills, I've got to work. It's uh, Don's website at, uh, at com, realscreamers.com, or 225-937-6288. And you just got your first vote for mayor. I don't know whether you're campaigning or running, but somebody's voting for you on my text board. <laughs> no, but Stay actually, safe, Daryl. We'll catch <laughs> Yeah. All right, Darrell, we'll see you next week, buddy. Thank you for the report, as always. All right, we're back with Captains Gallo, Mohabarak, and Lambert. Sound like a tinkers to ever's a chance double play combination. Outdoors with Don Dubuque, coming back after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.